Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Motorsports Madness for another evening. We are broadcasting live from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina, right in the NASCAR Beltway over here. Uh, and we are excited to be on the air once again to talk motorsports. And we've got a full house tonight. Uh, we look forward to this show. My name is Tom Baker. I will be your host for the evening and uh, Jacob Seelman will be checking in. Jacob's normally the host of the show, but had to be at uh, home this evening. So he is actually at the PMN Studios, which aren't very far from here, PMN South Studios. And Jacob will be calling us uh, in the next few minutes to talk some NASCAR for a bit. And we've got a uh, couple. We've got a couple of drivers in the studio. We got a driver actually, and a former driver who is now team owner, crew chief Joe Valento, is with us, sitting to my right. Um, in the studio here, Joe is uh, from Minneapolis, from the uh, great state of Minnesota, and Joe is running the Midwest Truck Series for a gentleman named Kelly Byers, who happens to be sitting in the Sealman seat tonight. Um, and Kelly's got more race wins than Jacob, so that's appropriate. Um, Kelly is uh, now the team owner and crew chief, and uh, I'm going to say head coach for Joe. Um, and uh, looking forward to talking to both of these gentlemen, and then coming up in the second half of the show, we've got another young racer named Bryce Bizanson. Uh, Bryce is from uh, the state of Washington, and Bryce is going to be joining us. Uh, to uh, Bryce and Joe are both over here to run uh, racing in the North Carolina area this weekend. We'll tell you about all of that coming up. And, of course, Jacob and I will run through everything that was Bristol and a leftover nugget from Kentucky there was uh, kind of a fight at Kentucky, so we can't resist uh, sharing some thoughts about that as well. But uh, All-Star Race was last night at Bristol. We are going to deep dive um, a run-through of all the goings-on there, the All-Star Open, the All-Star Race itself. There were a lot of little wrinkles that went on there with the underglow and stuff happening off the track and some comments that were made that are kind of controversial, what's new, uh, and we've got a lot of uh, stuff to cover here throughout the program. So look forward to uh, getting it all started when we come back right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. 
Pizza sounds good. Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness officially getting underway now. We get to talk some racing. Uh, we've got um, Joe Valento and Kelly Byers in the studio. Uh, and we've got on the phone from Speed Sport and uh, SprintCarMidget.com, the usual bus driver of this show, Jacob Seelman, who uh, had to be out of the building here tonight for some other things. So he's actually at the PMN South Studios. Let's go to the strutmasters.com hotline and bring in Jacob Seelman. Jacob, uh, Kelly Byers is keeping your seat warm while you're uh, away. So um, you definitely have some royalty here with uh, all the stuff that Kelly's accomplished in the sport. But we're happy to have you, even if we have to get you on the phone. Oh, I'm I'm well aware of what Kelly's accomplished. At, le- at least you put at least you put somebody worthwhile in the chair instead of stealing it yourself. <laughs> oh, jeez, thanks. Uh, well, I I uh, I sit there every uh, Tuesday for Inside Pass. So, um, but we uh, we're excited to have you. And we had an All Star race last night, and I feel like um, we need to. I want to kind of. I don't want to spend an awful lot of time on any one topic because we got so much to cover here. Um, but first of all, um, I want to start with the first event, which was the Bristol open, the all-star open. Um, give me a minute or two of thoughts that you have on that race, uh, which put uh, a few drivers into the field and, and, uh, actually I thought was the better race of the two, to be honest. It was the better race of the two. I think there was more urgency from drivers trying to race their way into the all-star race, frankly. But I think you can sum the open up in, you know, the fact that once you got out front, you stayed out front and Michael McDowell versus Bubba Wallace. That's really, 
The, the only two things yeah. that I remember from the entire Open were, hey, the three guys who won basically got out front and left, and <laughs> McDowell wrecked Bubba, and everybody lost their mind. Um, by the way, that's the other thing, too. Before we get too deep into this, I just want to say how awesome it was and how great it was to actually have fans in the stands yes. and noise and Holy crap, even if there were only 20,000 or so of them, they were loud. Well, yeah, I and mean, it was great. it's uh, 20,000 was definitely uh, a good crowd and, and probably more than I would have expected, to be honest with you, for that being a midweek show and, and uh, you know, the, the kind of a fluid situation that it was. But, uh, you know, happy to, to see we had it was good to see some of the guys advance that did. Um, and I I especially Love the fact that, uh, you know, you get a guy like a DiBenedetto or a guy like a Quint Boyer who's running for a spot and you automatically have, it, it glues you because there, there were, you know, any number of those guys that you or I would have been happy to see get into the race. Um, you know, but I thought overall, I, I thought the Open was extremely competitive. I thought those guys drove like they were driving for something. And then we got to the All-Star race itself and I just feel like, it sort of fizzled right out. I don't know if it was the way that they applied the track tack, as I call it, uh, or whatever it was, Jacob. But, man, we had such great racing at Bristol earlier this year. And I just feel like this one, I know Chase Elliott had a dominant car, but, man, I just feel like it was a dud. It was, and you're not the only one that thinks that. I think it. Kevin Harvick thinks it. Uh, Brad Keselowski somewhat said it uh, during some of his post-race comments. It, you know, this race absolutely did not live up to the hype at no. all. I was, I was quite disappointed. Um, one of those deals where you just kind of go, eh. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and yes, uh, Harvick said afterwards it was good that Chase won because that made, you know, that made up for how not good the race was. But he also said that a lot of that, he felt like, came from the lack of cleaning of the upper groove. The upper groove, he said, never really came in ah. and never really allowed then for multi-groove racing or somebody to be able to run the leader down from behind because everybody was glued to the bottom and it was like slot cars. And once you got out front, there was that magical yeah. word arrow, yep. which is exactly what we didn't want to see. Worst but thing that's ever when you only have one, yeah, when, <laughs> when you only have one groove and a whole bunch of track tack on the bottom of the track, this is what you get. Yeah, it just it was it was strange. I really expected better, but um, you you mentioned we might as well get the elephant out of the room, okay? You mentioned uh, the Bubba Wallace Michael McDowell deal. Um, I saw it completely differently than you, especially from the front view. I think it was at best a racing deal. Bubba was actually, you could see that Bubba's car kind of twitched a little bit and Bubba was going up the racetrack. McDowell had William Byron in his left rear quarter. McDowell certainly came off the wall, but I'm not going to sit here and say that McDowell wrecked him because I don't believe there was any intent there. Um, you know, and Bubba's comments afterward, I thought were totally classless. Uh, and I, I'm really, I was really disappointed in in the way that he chose. He could have just said, you know, his fault. He's a jerk. You know, whatever. But you know, when you start when you start uh, hitting the guy's faith, um, that's that's just not cool. And you'd think Bubba of all people would be smarter than that at this point. Um, 
So I was really disappointed in, in what he had to say afterward. I would have loved leaving the, the, the bumper on the back of the trailer door. Like, that would have been funny if he hadn't have said what he said before that. If that's all he had done, that would have really been funny. But I, I just I couldn't laugh at that because I was so disgusted with his comments. Yeah, I, you know, there are some lines you just don't cross in no. situations like that. And I think that that was absolutely one of those lines that you just, you just don't do that, man. No. And, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I was extremely disappointed in how Bubba handled himself afterwards, especially after, you know, some of the progress that's been made over the past yeah. you know, six to eight weeks. Exactly. I felt like I, I, I just looked at that and I'm like, really? You've spent all this time championing a whole lot of good things, and now you're going to go and say that? Exactly. Come on. Yeah, I just like not not impressed. I was not impressed with that. Uh, but you no. know, I, I thought the open was great, and the Cup race just kind of dull. Um, I want to I want to hit one of the big hypes of this race was the underglow on the cars. Now, what I'm what I'm confused about is when Kurt Busch did his deal um, earlier in the week. The whole bottom of the car had underglow, and then all of a sudden it went to just the tails. What what happened between, you know, I mean, what did you think of that? To me, I'm kind of ambivalent. I mean, it's fine, but I don't think it, the track was so bright. I just don't think it really lived up to, I don't think it made, at least what they had of it, I don't think it really made a huge difference. What happened was a giant misunderstanding. The underglow picture that kept making the rounds and, of everything was the picture of Kurt Busch from the cha- from that was from the burnout competition from Las Vegas from the champion celebration last fall. It uh, that that was never a picture of hey this is what's going to happen at the All Star race. People just assumed that, and yeah. then they got to the track and and you know it rolled out and it was what it was, and everybody was disappointed. But it's like if you guys read, I I knew what it was coming into it, and I was kind of of the of the camp of okay. Hey, this is interesting to try, but I'm not really crazy about it, and I wasn't. It just—you're nah. right. The it's track right. was bright enough that you could. It, it didn't really have the effect that I think they were looking for. Exactly. I also think if that you know, two things for me. I don't think it's a complete failure, but if they want to use that for some night races going forward, I think the two things you have to do there, and I'm being open-minded on this, is. You have to allow the teams to choose their color so they can sponsor match it, and you also have to let it do, let them do it with the whole race car. It looked silly just being under the back end, and I didn't really think it did anything as far as the colors being manufacturer identity. Like, I already know who drives what manufacturer. I don't need a light under yeah. the back of the car to tell me that. I just don't uh, know. You know, let these, guys, let these guys open it up a little bit. Let them, let them have some fun with that for their sponsors' sake if we're going to do this. Going forward, and speaking of sponsors, I'll add to that. 40 that seconds. The number, ch- uh, the number change, let me just say, I'm still not 100% sold, but it turned out better than I thought. I love the number change. I'm ambivalent on the underglow. We'll, we'll get some other opinions from the folks in the room here uh, after the break. But um, I, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm okay if they want to keep it. I'm okay if they don't. I, it really just didn't do anything for me. And I thought, honestly, um, it probably could have been, uh, like I said, if it was the whole, ca- whole bottom of the car, I think it would have been better. But that was, that was a weird uh, case of false advertising there, honestly. They shouldn't have demonstrated it that way if it wasn't going to really be it. Okay, well, We'll be back with more with Jacob and the crew right after this. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. That's the Motorsports Madness wake-up call. Uh, re-entry is what that is. Reed Wilson proudly um, doing a re-entry for us there. Reed hasn't raced in a while, but we just can't resist keeping that in a rotation because it's fun. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life we'll tell you more about them in a little while um we've got joe valento from the midwest he is one of the rising young stars of um the midwest motorsport scene for now uh but he's over here in north carolina to run um a uh, race this weekend with the carolina pro late model tour We'll uh, talk to Joe momentarily. His crew chief from the Midwest Truck Series and team owner Kelly Byers came over with him to help with the effort. And uh, we've got 
uh, Bryce Bizanson coming up in a little while. And both Bryce and Joe are members of the Race Face Brand Development Driver Promotion and Management and Development Program. And uh, the founder and CEO, Rod Wortham, is in the uh, building tonight as well. So happy to have all of them with us. And we've got Jacob Seelman on the phone still. Jacob is normally the host of the show. If you're just joining us, couldn't be in uh, the studio tonight. So we just snagged him on the Strut Masters hotline. Um, talking about uh, Bristol, and I, I, want, I was really surprised, Jacob, by something that happened before the race. I, I kind of went away from my television for a couple of minutes and came back, and I heard this voice. And I said, I know that voice. And I, I got back where I could see the TV, and it was DW back in the booth. How cool was that? Okay, anybody that didn't like that can just go ahead and unfollow me on social media right now. <laughs> me too. That, that, race, that race broadcast needed, needed a breath of fresh it air, did. and that to me was absolutely it. And it, remind, it, it, it was a reminder of how much I've missed DW since he hasn't been on the Me broadcast. Yeah, that's no disrespect to um, Mike, Jeff, and Larry, but Daryl knows how to make it fun. He maybe does. better than anybody else in NASCAR television. And it was, you know, if it was a one night only, gosh darn, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad he was back. It made sense that it was Bristol. Daryl was the king of Bristol. Yep. Probably always will be the king yep. of Bristol, even you know, even with Kyle Busch nowadays. Uh, and you know, just. To, to have him be able to play a part, particularly on a night as special as the All-Star Race, that, to me, was just what made it neat. And, and you know, we got our boogity back yes, that night. Yes. I, I, was cool with, yes. I was cool with all of it. Definitely good to get the boogity on, even if it was. And we got two boogities. That was even better. Um, it was. It it sounds so nice. He did it twice. Uh, so that that was a lot of fun. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to touch on from not really just from the All Star Race, but it it has to do with it is uh, a cool thing. Uh, we've got drink wars going on between Chase Elliott, who won the All Star Race, and is <laughs> sponsored by Mountain Dew, and Ryan Blaney. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's so much fun yeah. to have you know mine's better than yours, and and I loved what Chase said uh, in Victory Lane. You know what you're going to do with a million dollars? I'm gonna uh, I, I'm gonna drop off uh, you know like 41 pallets or whatever like four, it was. Yeah, like I, I think he said like 14 pallets. Yeah, Mountain Dew. Do see what he does with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, the, those things, those things to me are what we miss, um, about NASCAR is these little driver back and forth. And I think that's what social media is for. And, you know, of course, body armor is Ryan's and, and, uh, Chase has Mountain right. Dew and one is obviously healthier than, well, at least it, it purports to be healthier than the other. I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just fun to see that going back and forth. It kind of reminded me of the days when Budweiser and Miller, and of course you get, you know, we've seen Wendy's restaurant, we've seen their Twitter, you know, take jabs at Burger King and they go back and forth. And, you know, so that stuff's fun. And I thought that was really, um, that was really cool that, uh, that, that Chase referenced that in the, in the post race. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was great. And, and one of those where, that's kind of Chase's witty sort of humor coming out that we don't get to see all the time, and, and I was I was glad that uh, he was able to have a little bit of fun with it afterwards. We don't we, we we genuinely don't know what you know for real he's going to do with the money, and 
who knows, maybe he really will get some Mountain Dew and leave it at Blaney's house, and we'll have those fun pictures on social media when we get back home from Texas. Because I have sure. a feeling that most, I have a feeling it's a very, very short turnaround between Wednesday at Bristol. You know, if anybody had enough time to spend at home today, I mean, you're going to be pretty well, you know, getting ready to head back by Saturday. So, yeah, it's uh, there's <laughs> it's going to be a lot coming up. We got a race this weekend at Texas. Um, and I want to go back though. We kind of go back in time and at least spend a minute or two on this. Cause I, I can be honest with you, you know, every once in a while you get drivers that get mad at each other and once in a while it escalates into a little shove and match. And every once in a while, somebody throws a punch and you know, you generally think that you could probably, if somebody said who's most likely, you know, you could name three or four drivers, um, one driver that would not have been on my list for most likely to shove another driver in the Xfinity series would be Harrison Burton. But Harrison got upset with Noah after an incident on the track where Noah and he got together. He ended up in the wall. It was, um, you know, just kind of Noah got loose and got into him. And, um, you know, the two of them had a little conversation after the race and, Harrison decided to shove him, and Noah kind of backed up and was, I think, trying to to stop the situation, you know, de-escalate it, and kind of warned Harrison, I think, you know, like, don't do that, dude. And Harrison went right back at him again, and next thing you know, Noah clocked him, and they were down on the ground. Um, were you as surprised as I was to see Harrison Burton do that? I was surprised. On one hand, just because you're right, Harrison's normally one of the you know quietest, you know, pacifistic people that I've that I yeah. know in the school. But in the same vein, this has been something that's been escalating between he and Noah for about three. There's about three separate incidents on document now with, that these two have either gotten together or gotten into it, and most of the time it's ended with Harrison having either damaged or wadded up race cars. So. I can understand he's a little exasperated and a little tired of having to deal with all this lately, and he felt like he needed to stand up for himself. Well, um, his he spotter, did. His spotter did very, I, I'm trying to remember who Harrison's spotter is off the top of my I head. It remember. might be Rick Corelli. I, I think it's Corelli, come to think of it, because I think I think Corelli does Harrison and then does Eric Jones on Sundays. He does on do Sundays, Eric. I know but, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it's. I believe he's got Corelli, and I, I. But I do know I was listening to this after after the race on the scanner, and the spotter was not doing any favors to actually calm Harrison down. Um, <laughs> if if anything, he he may have slightly encouraged it. Almost, yeah. I, 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 it's you know, it's tough to say. It's it's sometimes you know with the with the radio quality, it's tough to really get a gauge on tone of voice and stuff like that. But I didn't feel like it did much to try and calm Harrison down no. per, personally, and. <laughs> Probably As not. it is, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be interested if he's wandering around before the race with shades that don't come off because if if, yeah. if Noah socked him as big as it looked like Noah socked him, he's going to have a black eye for a bit. Well, yeah, it looked. I mean, it looked like he got a pretty good one in there, and uh, then they both went down, and then they got pulled apart. I think before it escalated any farther. I just was surprised to see Harrison do that, especially when after the first shove, Noah, it kind of looked like Noah was trying to just, you know, like I said, he kind of backed up a step and just was trying to deescalate it. And uh, Harrison was having none of that. Like, I think Harrison went over there looking for a fight and he got it. Uh, so no penalties from NASCAR though. I guess boys have at it, won that. Um, 
And uh, I, I'm I, in the middle of a pandemic to have a fight like that. I'm shocked there were no penalties, frankly, especially when uh, when uh, Jeremy Clements dad ended up copping a penalty for I, I don't know what the specific violation of the COVID protocol was, but NASCAR socked him with a uh, yeah, fine for um, weird. For I don't that. Know what that was so about. I, I didn't I, get any details. I was, on that. I was shocked. I, I was shocked that there were no penalties out of the fight. I really was. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm sure they both got a nice talking to, but uh, you know, uh, no penalties. So we'll see where it goes from there. But it was definitely an interesting, uh, interesting incident. And like I said, just surprising. I mean, you know, Noah has been involved in you know a couple of other things this year. The one with Myatt Snyder probably stands out the most. And, you know, I think Noah was trying to, I, I remember at the end of that, Noah kind of reached out, you know, like to fist bump him and uh, Myatt turned around and walked away. Um, so apparently Myatt wasn't satisfied that uh, the thing was satisfied and, um, and just turned around and walked away from him. But um, I don't know. Well, I, let, we'll me, let, me just say this for, let me just say this for a second here. Noah Gregson is not making any friends in the Xfinity garage lately. You had him versus Myatt. We've already had him versus Justin this year, Allgaier, and now we've got uh, Noah versus Harrison Burton. So uh, before too long, the entire rest of the garage area is going to have a vendetta against the nine car if uh, if Noah doesn't kind of rein things in a little bit. And that you you don't want that going into a winner take all playoff. Well, you also you don't. don't want that when you're playing for uh, one of the top cup rides in the history of the sport either. Um, you know, there's there's the 48 car looming for 21, so he's not, you know, he's probably not helping his own cause, but he certainly is getting it done on the track. Um, you know, it should, we're just going to have to see how that uh, how that works out. But uh, okay, so uh, we're going to have more conversation uh, with Jacob just to round things out uh, as we start our next segment. Actually, let's try to let's do a 40 second run here, Jacob, and let's do our cup picks for Texas, Nick. The group for motorsport.com picked Kevin Harvick. Randy Miller picked uh, Denny Hamlin. Um, I'm going with Chase Elliott to win again because I believe what I see, you got about 20 seconds to talk about your pick. Who is your pick for Texas? It, I may already know it. It won't even, it won't even take <laughs> me five. Kyle Busch sweeps the weekend. There, I'm done. Wow. Okay. A Kyle Busch, not even just the cup race. You're picking a Kyle Busch sweep. I, I'll believe that when I see it. It's possible, but so far this year in cup, Kyle Busch, zero. Uh, and I believe it stays that way. We'll be back with more of the show right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. 
Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness rolls on. Uh, whether you're listening to us live on uh, Performance Motorsports Network, the PMN Radio app, or RacechaserOnline.com on our um, online player, or whether you're picking us up on demand or through one of our syndicated uh, uh, platforms, we appreciate you joining us for this show. My name is Tom Baker, and we have a, a young driver who is making his way up the motorsports ladder in studio with us, uh, along with his team owner slash crew chief. Um, so we want to officially now welcome Joe Valeno to the program. And Joe, first of all, for uh, our audience who may not be aware of who you are and where you're from and what you do, just give us a little bit of your background. Uh, yeah, so I'm Joe Valento. I'm a 15-year-old from Scandia, Minnesota, uh, running with Kelly Byers this, this year in the Midwest Truck Series and now getting a chance to come down here and run in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. So it uh, should be a really exciting weekend. Yeah, I think you are going to have an exciting weekend. Uh, certainly some good equipment. It's a good series, and we've got uh, his crew chief slash team owner, Kelly Byers, with us as well. And Kelly's had some history um, prior to becoming a team owner. You were actually a driver. And uh, again, for our audience, give us a little bit of your background. How did you come up through the ranks and uh, tell us about your NASCAR experience and then um, take us to where you are now? Well, I'm definitely not 15 years old like Joe is over there. But uh, You were once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, originally from the Midwest, from Wisconsin, actually uh, born and raised there and uh, was North Carolina resident for 
13 years. Uh, oh, wow. Was it that long? It was that long. Wow. Uh, I didn't time remember flies. it being that long. Yeah. So, uh, you know, did the whole uh, growing up in the Midwest, uh, late metal race and ran some ASA stuff and uh, ultimately ended up in the NASCAR world for several years and uh, spent some good time down here and uh, got to meet a lot of people, a lot of good relationships and uh, it's been a while since I've really been back here. So, uh I've got a, a operation that I opened up in Wisconsin, um, back near my hometown. That uh, it's about a five thousand square foot shop that uh, we basically service to the, I guess the short track version of racing, the up and comers, the local everyday racer, um, pretty much at any level. You know, it could be from the the lowest to the the basically below NASCAR stuff. So uh, we do a little bit of everything and. Uh, I own uh, uh, entering the Midwest Truck Series, in which Joe's been running here this year. And so, Joe, this is your second year with the Midwest Trucks, right? Yes, that is correct. Um, talk about kind of you started in where in racing? How did you start? What was your first division? Uh, so it was quarter midgets back yep. when I was eight years old. Uh, we ran them up until 2017, where we got a micro sprint. We ran that on dirt for a year. And then we eventually transitioned back over to the asphalt side. We had always planned on doing that. We were only going to run the micro for a max of about two years. Uh, it got cut short because we had a chance to get in a legend car with the Great North Legends up by around us that run at Elko fairly regularly. So we got a chance to run with them for a year and then transitioned over to running with Kelly uh, for the 2019 series. And then ran a few select legend car races in between, but yeah, all from quarter midgets. That's amazing. Uh, so you basically stayed the family with the micro, which is basically a, it's a bigger quarter midget that runs on dirt. It's pretty much, you know, what a micro sprint is. And then um, getting into the legends car, which I think is the asphalt version of a micro sprint in the way that you have to drive it. I think there's a lot of comparisons there, but then you get into the Midwest truck series and Kelly, I want to know from you how how does your previous experience as the driver who obviously came up in a development program yourself, how does all of that experience help you to, um, to, to work with drivers like Joe and bring them up and teach them? I mean, you've had Sam Mayer, who else have you had in the, cause you've had some pretty. Yeah. I mean, we've had Sam, Joe, um, Ty Majewski, Ty Majewski was, yeah. um, but you know, worked with a lot of different people yeah. and drivers your... and, um, I think it just, uh, it cuts that learning curve, you know, so fast, uh, you know, me growing up, it was trial error watching, uh, you know, the veterans, people that are better at you just studying how they carry themselves, what they do, um, you know, on off the track. That's, that's how we got better. You know, we didn't have a lot of stuff that could cut the, or give us shortcuts, things like that. But, uh, you know, being in situations I've been in throughout all of my racing career and being able to relate what he's, what Joe is trying to say, you know, in the truck or be able to help him with something that's coming down the road, it's, uh, it's a big part of it. And it obviously accelerates the career a lot quicker. I'm sure. And now talk real quick about who did you race for when you were over here, like in the development stage? Because... You well, were with Junior at one point, weren't you? Yeah, so I, you know, I started in Wisconsin, just asphalt, yeah. late model racing, um, just family-owned stuff, and then uh, ran for um, Howie Leto in the ASA late model yeah, series. Okay. So he was my crew chief uh, for that, which um, 
ran one full year of that and won that rookie of the year in championship, which led to uh, going to drive for Tad and Jody Schichter and um, Wood Brothers, so Eddie and Len Wood. Um, so did that for that was my first opportunity um, come down. Now was that in a truck at the time? So it was a truck. Uh, it was the twenty one truck? Yeah, and it that's was uh, you know it was the start of two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, it was actually split ride with uh, Mark Martin, so I was going to run okay. 19 races. I think Mark was going to run five, um, so or whatever the 25 schedule was that year. Wow! So that's where it all started. What do you learn from Mark Martin? Well, we're the same Everything's size. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, it made it easy. Yeah, my size short. Um, no, uh, Mark's just a good old Midwest racer too. You know, he's, yeah. he's raced at a lot of the tracks that uh, you know I've been to or go to or. Things like that, a lot of history up there in Wisconsin and, you know, with even car owners that date back to way before my time even. But uh, um, it's just someone that it's the lessons and the, the information and you just got to absorb it and, uh, and learn from it. And, I mean, it, it was uh, it was special. I'm sure it was. Um, and then you decided at some point, if I can't be a driver, I should be an owner. Is that kind of how it went? Or how did that come about? <laughs> well, ultimately, it's, you know, comes down to sponsorship and, and everything. Um, so it was 2007, I guess, would have been my first year racing. And, uh, you know, made it all the way through, I think, 2012 or so. And then uh, started working on going back to the late model side of it, which would have been where I came from. So I worked with. You know, drivers like Ross Kenseth, um, some other wow. um, folks around here while still in North Carolina, and then eventually uh, went back to Wisconsin where I was from and built the operation there and, and wanted to, to help the people out that were, you know, I came from. That's, uh, well, I'll tell you what, you've had some good ones come through and some good success. And, um, Joe, what is it like for you to be able to race with Kelly? I mean, what's that experience been like knowing the people that he's been around and learned from? Well, yeah, I did. I actually posted on Instagram a, a week or so ago that it was cool. I was adding stickers next to Sam Mayer and Ty Majeski on the truck. So, um, and I know I've mentioned it a lot, but driving. For someone who has that extra experience, I think makes such a big difference because he understands what I'm relaying to him so much better than someone who maybe hasn't felt what I felt in the race car or race truck, whatever you'd like to say. Um, so I think it's a big difference and obviously really cool, I mean, to to know that uh, my boss has been up through the ranks of NASCAR and uh, driven for some of the big names himself, so obviously... Uh, really cool deal that we got put together and then um i was really excited when we first hear, heard about it uh because uh, we you know it was a little bit unknown where we were going to go at that point in legend cars yeah. and uh for kelly to kind of take a risk on us he didn't really know a lot about me was uh really cool well um it it's paid off you've won a couple of races this year last year was the series has a really weird invert kind of deal and you just I mean, you, you were obvious. You're, I know you're good math at school, but you weren't lucky at math uh, in the series last year. I mean, you would you would qualify, you know, in the top three or four and end up starting like uh, two two cities away uh, with the invert, right? And it's just really hard to that the competition's so thick and the trucks are so even in a lot of ways. It's hard to pass in that series, right? Oh yeah, and it's a crate motor itself, so that makes it so much yeah. har harder to pass because you got no no drive off the corners. So just being consistent and everything is it makes you a better driver. And I think that the 
the crate motor is a good step for drivers like me who are moving up because it makes you that much smoother you know and instead of like jumping right into a super where it has all that speed off the corner where you just can make it up you know if you make a little air here or there you can make it up down the straightaway whereas the crate I mean you you can lose a position or two just if you make one mistake so uh, I thought it was a really great stepping stone for us and obviously a uh, couple couple of things with the series that's uh, unique, as you could say. Unique. It adds we'll go adds that. an extra unique. challenge. Yeah, I like unique, Kelly. Uh, what's what from your perspective? What's it been like working with Joe, and what do you see in Joe at this point after a year? And well, it would probably would have been about a year and a half had we not had uh, a virus. But after a little over a year, what do you see in Joe right now? Uh, it's crazy the progression. I mean, uh, you know, from the first time we've actually went and tested with with joe we put him in the truck uh prior to even you know coming together for the two you know 2019 season um just to go there and test to get him in it uh you know it, it i mean he was very green you know to it and to the extent of being able to uh our second race of the year go to milwaukee and sit on the pole uh, you know so, so basically yeah one test one race <laughs> You know, around traffic in these series in this vehicle to go into a, a mile racetrack and no pressure. So it's uh, um, it's been fun. It's uh, the progression has been so quick. Um, we we had a lot of bad luck in the first year as far as uh, some finishes, some you know some wins that got away, but uh, the speed was there and it's always been there. And uh, we fired off this year and won the first two races right out of the box. Yeah, so you it's, love that. it's been awesome. That's great. Um, and what was it like for you to go run the Milwaukee Mile? Because, I mean, knowing the history of the drivers who have run laps, all of the IndyCar legends and Silver Crown and USAC Sprint Cars and whatever that have, that have run that uh, that track, what was it like for you going to a mile track in your second race in the truck? Uh, so I was 14 back then, and I was a very nervous 14-year-old. Um, <laughs> you know, like Kelly said, we ran a, a test and then one race at Madison, uh, we were supposed to have a race before that that I was kind of hoping on just to get a little bit extra seat time, but uh, it ended up just rain canceled. I think rain's been a big bummer these past two years, just canceling a lot of races. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we had that one rain out, so it went straight to Milwaukee. So, obviously, a big step, mile track. We were definitely going a lot faster there, but uh, like you said, there's so much history at that track, and, and it really was cool to run there, and we were supposed to run there again, obviously, with, uh, the pandemic this year, we, we weren't able to, but uh, just a really cool experience. And like you, like you said, it's a, a mile track. And for me, being under 16 years old, it, it's not a common thing for a kid my age to that's run true. at. Yeah, that's true. And you not only ran there, but you ran well. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was, it, was a, it was a, uh, a good, good run um, for sure, and it was a lot of fun. Were you surprised – Real quick, how how well he did in that first time at Milwaukee? Were you surprised? I I just think he just went and did it. I don't think he knew anything different. Um, you know, it was a that's good though, right? It's great. It's, it's a, almost a naivete. Yep. You know, you don't know what the dangers are. You're just going and running. Yep. You know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know he's not supposed to run up front, so that's what he did. He didn't know he was going that fast. Yeah. You don't know until you're sideways. <laughs> <laughs> that's is that true, Joe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great way to great way to put it. Um, you know, it's 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 neat to see the chemistry. I can tell just from 
listening to the two of you talk about ex- each other and your experience, the, the, the chemistry between the two of you. We're going to keep you uh, around here for a bit. So we got to take a break. Bryce Bazanson in the, in the uh, building with us now. He's going to be joining us in a little while. We'll be back with more of the madness right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to the uh, Motorsports Madness program. Tom Baker with you along with uh, a cast of characters tonight in the WSIC studio. And I want to talk a little bit uh, to those of you who may be in a bit of a situation where 
you are looking for either a change in your career or maybe you need a new career. I mean, obviously the pandemic and everything that's happened as a result of it has a lot of people scratching their heads and, um, you know, looking for different uh, paths to, to take here. And mycomputercareer.edu may be a great step. If you're looking to change careers or you're looking for a first career, uh, you should seriously consider a career in IT for a couple of reasons. One, there are over 2 million IT jobs in this country right now unfilled because there is a huge demand and not enough supply of qualified folks to fill all the positions. My computer career is an IT school. And you know what? I'm not trying to talk you into anything. Here's all you need to do. Go to their website, mycomputercareer.edu. Take their free career evaluation. Just see if it might be for you. If, in fact, you feel like you want to go forward, here's how simple this is. You don't even have to go to the campus. One to two days a week online is all it takes. And in as little as four months, you could be on your way to a new career. That's it. They have financial aid available if you're eligible, including the GI Bill. And uh, once you're ready to go out into the workforce, they will work with hundreds of employers. And I know this because I've been to their campus. I've seen what they do. I've talked to students that are involved there and have, have uh, gotten their certificates and have now uh, are now in the workforce. And it is a great place to learn and grow. And mycomputercareer.edu really is training for a better life. I highly recommend that uh, any of you who are feeling the pressure right now, um, just just go to the website, take the career evaluation and see where it goes. And oh, by the way, if you're not good at math or science, it's okay. It's not rocket science, folks. It's my computer career. It's training for a better life. Joe Valento in the studio with us. Um, Joe, you're in to drive a uh, late model for uh, Buggy Pletcher and his team. You got about uh, 10 seconds to give me one sentence about how much you're looking forward to this weekend? Uh, definitely looking forward to it. It's a great experience, and to be able to run at Hickory, the historic track, is going to be awesome. We'll be back after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace, Ian one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? 
That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness continues on the Performance Motorsports Network, Race Chaser Radio, and uh, all of our other platforms. Man, it is just so exciting uh, to have a show that over a million people a week uh, listen to. I can't tell you how incredible that is for us uh, here at Race Chaser and WSIC, who uh, has been such a great partner for us with our studio and all of their help in doing all of this. Uh, we are continuing uh, tonight's show. Joe Valento still with us and Kelly Byers, uh, Joe's crew chief and team owner. Um, Joe, I want to make sure we're not cutting you out right now, but I want to get this in while I'm thinking about it because sometimes I forget. Um, so real quick, talk about your sponsors, and then we're going to talk specifically about one of them when we come back from the break. Yeah, so uh, I got my Nitro Lubricant shirt on here. They're uh, an up-and-coming oil and any kind of nitro, uh, nitro, <laughs> any kind of lubricants company <laughs> that you need. Wrong part of the sport. Right, right. Um <laughs> Uh, lubricating company for dirt bikes, auto, auto racing, just regular auto cars, anything that you might need. Um, and then one that Tom had mentioned that we're going to bring up earlier, Ardent Mills, uh, uh, a wheat producing company, grains, any type of that stuff. So any pizza or bread that you could think of probably might has a very good chance. It has um, Ardent Mills already. If they if they have anything to do with pizza and bread, I love them already. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, they make the good foods, and awesome. you can't blame them then. Yeah, I know. It's the reason I can't lose any weight, but, you know, it is what it is. Just got to uh, get past that. Who else you got sponsoring? Um, race Face <laughs> Brand Development, you know, we mentioned earlier, Rod's right, in the building. Um, the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation, it's been uh, cool to adopt Wyatt. And We're going to talk about them, too, when we bring, get Bryce in here. Bring him uh, a, part as, a part of my race team and been, been able to... Uh, bring them to a race out at Elko, and hopefully we can get them to one this year. Uh, of course, my family's my biggest supporter through all my racing careers, uh, whether that be quarter midgets, micro sprint legends. They're uh, the ones that back me up the most, so of course, got to thank them. Well, for sure. Uh, and we're like I said, we're going to highlight Arden Mills uh, in a moment. We're also going to talk about the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation when we get Bryce uh, in the studio. Have both of you guys uh, chime in on that because that's uh, something that I love that Race Face Brand Development uh, does. So uh, we're going to continue with more of Motorsports Madness presented by MyComputerCareer.edu right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Spencer Boy bringing us back for break, and uh, we always enjoy it when he drops by our studio. We'll have to get him back on again. He hasn't been on in a while. He runs in the uh, truck series for uh, Young's Motorsports. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. As uh, we continue on, uh, we got one more segment with uh, Joe Valento and his crew chief, Kelly Byers. Kelly, how do you, when you, I imagine sometimes, I think in this case, Joe kind of came to you. But do you ever go out and try to kind of hand pick who you bring into your team, or is it kind of the opposite most of the time? Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Nakia didn't want you to talk. No, yeah. <laughs> silence me over. Yes. Um, no, we always. I mean, we literally give them a good test. We have a a really nice vehicle, um, a truck, and uh, 
you know, just like Sam came drove for us, tested for us, did really well. I Joe bet he did. Joe yeah. did the same thing. Yep. Uh, got into it, was right up to speed, uh, and it just it gets you excited. You know, it reminds me of 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 them when I was that age. You know, yep. you can just see it in their eyes how bad they want to do it and um, how perfect they want to be at doing it. You know, how critical that is and and how technical they are and, and you know them at 14 15 you know that was us at you know 17 18 19 yep. back then but uh um it's it gets that blood flowing back in you that you want to you want to help them and and see if you can you know see how far you can get them or how fast you get you know get them to go down the road and um and how good you can make them in a short period of time you know where would you say joe is right now in comparison to where you'd like to see him be before he moves to the next step, because you've got a super late model that he's actually gotten some time in, or a pro late model that he's gotten some time in in Florida this year, right? Yeah, well, there's a super that we have in the shop that Joe ran. Oh, it was first, a super. Yeah, I keep getting confused. his first uh, first laps ever was at down there at Speed Weeks, yeah. and kind of use it for a test just to get some experience. And glad we did it with the little bit of racing that we've done this year. But uh, I think he's you know exceeded already to where i thought he would be um i think that uh he's ready to go you know it uh it shows you know one off season i always say you know the off season's a, a really big step for someone to be able to digest what they did the first year and and uh joe there's so many new things to him the first year of racing um that he learned and and it was probably overwhelming to take in and you come back the next year and it's like we got ourselves someone that uh, has got a shot to win every race. And it's not like we didn't have a shot to win every race the year before. It right. like we did, but it, the confidence is there, the sway yep. is there. It's, you uh, can tell when the switch flips. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just you show up at the racetrack and, I mean, we're showing up with the, you know, attitude that uh, we're going to win or we're going to make adjustments based off what, what do we need to do to win, not versus yep. we're not well or and things like that. I've worked with young drivers for a while, and I've always told people, and tell me if you disagree with this or agree with it, um, but I've always said that the first characteristic I looked at look at is how big is your brain? How smart are you? How do you, you know, what kind of a person are you? Those things, to me, are the difference between the ones who can run a fast lap and the ones who are going to run multiple fast laps, take care of the car, and, and, and get wins consistently. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you look at that, and um, like the first two races this year were at two places Joe's never been to, never tested to. Yep. So uh, one was uh, Golden Sands in Plover, Wisconsin. The other one was Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And neither of them, uh, we've been there with Joe. Or, and uh, we showed up in a few practices and won the race, both of them. So it just shows how well he's able to adapt to as well um, on the fly. Yeah, it's it's got to be a, a thrill for you. I mean, obviously, I know you would have liked to have been the guy that broke through, but it's also got to be a thrill for you and be very satisfying to you know be able to be a, pa- a small part in the progression of of somebody like Sam or or Ty or Joe. Yeah, absolutely. It's just anything or any time that you can obviously help someone out um, or you know give something back that you learned or someone's helped you to you know prior. It's a uh, it's a good thing to give back and. Uh, they all have, uh, are on their way, you know, a good path. So, so Joe, um, you've got a sponsor called Ardent Mills, and you mentioned they were um, in the flour and grain. Uh, it's actually the North America's leading flour supplier, um, and they're hiring. 
So if you're, I don't care where you are in, in the country, they've got offices uh, or headquarters or their headquarters are in Denver, right? But they're, they've got locations all over the place. Correct. Yeah. All over the place. I mean, not even in the U.S., uh, Puerto Rico, some in uh, South America. So, I mean, all over there. They're looking to hire all over the place. And uh, we actually got a chance to go to one of their mills over in Mankato, Minnesota this oh, winter. Oh, wow, really? And it was really cool. It, I mean, if racing wasn't my job, this would be potentially one that I would go to look for. It was it was a cool place to go in there and see uh, how they're producing it, how it gets all the different machinery. I mean, that's where I would want to be is working on the machinery and stuff. And it's cool to see how it goes through the process of um, just – Making it sanitized to create the grains, to crush it, to create the flowers and uh, different things that I was talking about that go into the bread. I mean, it's a really cool job. It, it would seem like it. We had uh, our old office down in Mooresville, North Carolina. We had a grain mill across the street from us. It wasn't Arden Mills, but uh, I always wanted to tour it. I just, I, I'm fascinated by how different industries work. So uh, it would be fun. I agree. It'd be fun to tour. Uh, I would not be, want to be working on machinery. Nobody who knows me wants me touching a tool. Um, I break things when I get tools in my hand. Um, so uh, people tend to, to run when, when I pick up a wrench, but um Talk a little bit about how you you and Arden Mills got together and, and what it's like having them for a partner. Uh, yeah, so we got together actually through Racing Legend Cars. Um, a guy that ran with the Great North Legends, Johnny Kemp, uh, we, we, we ran for the same team and we ran at Elko a lot together and we got to know each other and um, I guess he kind of took a liking of me, my personality. And, you know, everyone's on the sponsor hunt these days. Sure. And uh, he knew that. He was able to put in a good word for us up at Ardent Mills. And we uh, got to talking and eventually got the ball rolling. And the the partnership we've created is really great. And um, we market them in kind of a different way. You know, not a lot of people do it as a hiring. Um, recruitment. Yeah, recruitment. It's all about recruitment. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but um, they say the numbers have gone up since Great. last year. So it's a partnership that we keep, keep uh, hopefully keep going through through the future. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it's always fun to help people find places to work. I always enjoy that as well. And that's why I love promoting my computer career, because I know the effect that they've had on, on uh, students that have gone through there. And um Arden Mills seems like a great company to work for. They have, I think they have a location somewhere in this area, don't they, in North Carolina? Yes, I believe they do. Yeah. I don't know the exact city name, but I know they do. 35 flour mills and mixing facilities throughout the U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico. And uh, from what I'm looking at here, it says they offer the broadest range of premium multi-use flours, whole grains mixes, and custom multi-grain blends. Um, very healthy health food ingredients. Yeah, and they're taking um, the whole virus thing really serious with um, being as sanitary as they can, of course. I'm sure, with, yeah. With their you food handling. To. Yeah, sure. exactly, and that's a big thing right now. I wonder if they have anything to do with Cheerios. You I'm know? I'm a big Cheerios fan. been eating Cheerios since I was old enough That could be a question I could ask remember. for you. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, check on that for me, because uh, that'll raise my respect level even more. But uh, definitely an opportunity for you, and a great opportunity for them. So... Any of you who are listening to or watching the show right now, if you are looking for a job, Ardent Mills, A-R-D-E-N-T, Ardent Mills, 
Um, just go to their website, and I'm sure they've got all kinds of information, right? On the, yeah, they can, can go to rmlscareers.com, and they can uh, look at whatever they'd like. Whatever They have all sorts of jobs you can check out there, see what you're interested in, and give them a contact. Good stuff. Okay, we got about uh, 30 seconds, 40 seconds left here. Real quick, uh, talk a little bit about what are you hoping to get out of this weekend? What is your goal first time in the Pro Late Model, Carolina Pro Late Model uh, I know it's fairly similar to the Super that I drove down in Florida. So obviously a new team, new uh, new team owner. So be able to meet him and get in good with him and uh, just bring it home in one piece, have a good run, a solid finish. Okay, you hang around. And Kelly, uh, we want to wrap up real quick with you. Talk a little bit about how people can get to know your team and what you got going on. Where can they follow you? Uh, you could go, you know, the best place to do is to look at KBR Performance Facebook page. Uh, it's the name of the company um, that I'm in Wisconsin there, so they can follow that. And, okay. Um, they can check in. And uh, that's Kelly Byers, and uh, we're going to keep Joe, and uh, Bri- Bryce Bizanson's going to tag in for Kelly right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even RaceCom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, 
Designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports, but that's two tonight, Nakia. My gosh, that's strange. I think those are the first two mistakes I've ever heard from you. Um, Nakia James is a super producer, and it just proves we're all human. We have fun with it. We're on live radio. That's what it's about. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Tom Baker with you in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. We have successfully tagged out Kelly Byers and tagged in a young man named Bryce Bazanson. Bryce is... Uh, from the Pacific Northwest, um, just outside Seattle, right? You don't live right in Seattle. Uh, no, I don't. I live about uh, 45 minutes from there. That's what I thought, yeah. You're a little ways outside. Um, so so for, again, for our audience who doesn't uh, know you, tell us a little bit about your background in the sport. Oh, my name is uh, Bryce Bazanson. Uh, about seven years ago, I started uh, racing. Just drove by a racetrack, and I pointed at it, and my, me and my dad went there, and this all uh, grew into super late models from there. Uh, and currently, I'm running super late models for Jefferson Racing uh, down in uh, Washington, but uh, right now, we're mixing it up a little bit. There's not too much racing down there because of the virus, so yeah. uh, I came out to here, and now we're uh, racing with Lee Falk. Well, and, you know, Lee Falk uh, and his team are one of the better driver development teams in the area, so you're in great equipment. You're actually not, uh, I mean, both of you, both you and Joe Valento, who's still with us, you're both um, running uh, at uh, Hickory on Saturday night, but you're also running at Tri-County Speedway, which is a little further west, um, on Friday night, and you're running in the limited late model division with, with Lee Falk, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, so um, running in, again, for those listening, running in different uh, divisions, but uh, both running at Hickory on the same night, that'll be fun. Um, so you're 17 now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I purposefully did not look that up because I like to make my brain work <laughs> once in a while. Glad I got that one right. So you you said you, I love how you said, I just pointed at the racetrack and we went, did your dad like skid, stop and, you know, break squealing and er, into the track or how did that work? Uh, no, my brother just went there once and then uh, I, oh, went, okay. I went there and I just pointed at it. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I just went on from there. So you're you're uh, you got your first taste of it. Did you just kind of get hooked instantly? Because I know you're a golfer. That's kind of your deal. And while I think there's some similarities in the sense that I think you have to be extremely smart to be a golfer and a racer, because in a lot of ways both of them require you know some mathematics and and um, you know and some some mental uh, acuity. Um, obviously, they're two opposite extremes of a sport, right? So how does one get very good at golf and but then decide to race cars well you know i i started at basically at the same time actually when around when i was 11 i picked up golf too and they're both really mental sports when you think about it because you got to focus a lot for golf you got to focus a lot for racing and they just kind of match together really good and uh for racing it's just something that i picked up really fast i remember the first time i went out on the track i was took me about maybe like 10 laps or two runs and I was already running 
pretty good lines, and it's just something that came natural to me. Well, um, now, so you started in quarter midgets also, yes? Uh, yeah. And then you went from a quarter midget also to, did you go to a micro sprint? Was that the next car that you were in? Yeah. yeah I, okay, so you two are the same up to that point, right? Actually, you're the same all the way to the point that you went into a truck, which is kind of a late model with a truck body, and you went into a late model. So similar paths. How was the... How was the conversion for you from the uh, the dirt back to the pavement? Because that's a pretty drastic uh, turn of events after you get out of a micro sprint, get into a big slow, not slow in speed, but just slow steering weight model. Yeah, it was a huge difference because on dirt, you know, you don't have to worry about your tires. You can just tear them up and, you know, run wherever you want, basically, if you're fast. And in super late models, it's a whole different story. It's all about being consistent you got to be in a lot better shape because you know it gets hot in the race car and uh this is a really different experience and it it took me about half half of the year to kind of get it down and i'm still learning today but uh i'm I'm pretty happy with how i'm picking it up well it seems that way uh rod was just saying during the break that uh, at tri-county you you clocked uh, off some 16.5 laps, 16.5 second laps. That's really quick for a limited at Tri-County, especially considering you'd never seen the track your first time there. You must have been comfortable really quick. Yeah, it was a really fun track. I love the bank in it. Yeah. Uh, Lee Falk did a really, really great job with my car. I'm just really grateful to be on his team for uh, this weekend, but... Yeah, I'm just glad to be down here. That's awesome. Okay, I want to get to something that is part of Race Face brand development um, that both of you have been involved in, and that is um, the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation. And I'm going to turn to Joe here and start with you. Um, Tell us a little bit about what the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation is and talk about, again, for those who might not have um, been listening earlier, talk about your experience with uh, your uh, adoptee. So the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation is a foundation that's all about making and um, basically helping the kids who are struggling with pediatric brain cancer at a chance for a better life. Um, so with race face brand development and, of course, me and Bryce ourselves and our own race teams, we have been adopting um, kids with this pediatric brain cancer into our race team and basically giving them a chance at... at I guess, I don't know if you would say normal kids' life, but just a chance at some fun, you know, because these kids, they go through a lot. Uh, you know, we think we go through hard life crises. Think of these kids who, yeah. um, exactly. I mean, I mean, Wyatt, he's flown out to New York numerous times for different treatments and stuff. Um, they go through crazy amounts of stuff at, the, at young age, young ages. And so to be able to, to bring that joy that we have in our life into theirs is really cool. And uh, it's been a great, a great experience and a lot of fun doing it, too. Uh, you know, the, these kids are all great kids. Um, they are. They're all, they're all fun to be with, and we've gotten to do some really fun things with Wyatt where we've gotten to bring him to the track, or we, go, we went to David Buster's one time, and it, it just, it's a lot of fun. And you had, real quick, you had a common interest with, with Wyatt. Talk, talk real quick about that, because that's a fun story. Yeah, Nerf guns. Uh, it, it, it was funny when, when it came to, uh, uh, we, I don't know how we even got to talking about it, but we were talking about it one time. He's like, you know, you should come to my house and we can have a Nerf or sometime. I'm like, heck yeah, you tell me when and I'm there. I, I'm still into them things. You collect them, right? Or you oh, didn't? gosh. And so, yeah, that was, that was a really cool coincidence. Um, again, for those of you 
listening who might not know about uh, the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation, it was started um, when a young lady named Jacqueline uh, was going through, okay, uh, was going through, uh, it's funny, the, the, the producer and I exchange notes all the time on the show. Um, it, when she was going through a bad time and, and, and had, um, she had uh, medulloblastoma, which is a malignant brain tumor, and um, through chance events, she became connected to and was later adopted by a collegiate lacrosse team as an honorary team member. And that's how this got started. So then it, it spread to a bunch of sports teams adopting kids. And these kids are local to their area. Um, and it's amazing how this has grown. And Rod Wortham um, actually um, took this foundation and kind of put it together with his race face, young race face racers. And um, a number of them have adopted uh, kids similar to Jacqueline. Bryce, talk about your experience because you had an adoptee as well. Uh, yeah, a few, uh, probably about six months ago, I adopted a girl. Uh, her name was Holly, a really, really nice person. Uh, she's six years old and she went through two phases of uh, leukemia, which is <sighs> just terrible. Six. I mean, it really just, Ugh. this humble, it's really humbling to see what, you know, these six year olds are going through. And yeah. she's still a really joyful person, but. It's just been, she's been, she's such a cool person and she's really my friend now. I, I don't even think of her as my adoptee now. We're just That's friends. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I go over to her house a lot because, uh, uh, the race shop, uh, Jeff Jefferson's race shop is about 20 minutes away from their house. So whenever I go there, I'll take the trip and go visit them, have dinner with them. And it's just a really cool experience that I get to have. That's great. And, and I know it's just got to do wonders for, uh, the the attitude and spirit of these kids, and you guys actually sign contracts, right? I mean, it's you know you had it's it's a cool experience, and and uh, one of the things that uh, I think people would probably be amazed at is um, how many of these kids are out there, and how many sports teams are a part of this. Um, we don't have time to really get into a lot of details, but I will tell you. Um, that uh, the collegiate lacrosse team that adopted Jacqueline way back in the beginning ended up having a perfect season and won their first NCAA national championship in 64 years. And folks, if that is not uh, divine intervention, I don't know what is. This, this program's incredible, and I urge all of you um, her name is spelled J-A-C-L-Y-N. It's the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation. Um, just type in Friends of Jacqueline, and uh, the website is friendsofjacqueline.org. Um, go explore that, and if you can, uh, donate and um, and really help them out, because it's just an amazing story, and I love talking about it. I When, when Rod put it together, I mean, it's... It's a tearjerker when you start um, understanding the stories and all of the the things. It's not just for the adoptees either. Um, th- there's a part of this that also uh, includes the family and the and the other siblings because obviously they're going through all this right along with um, you know the young kids. And so um, it's it's they're terrible stories, but it's a it's a beautiful thing that um, that the folks of Friends of Jacqueline are doing. So. Great to have these two drivers involved. And, of course, uh, Bryce, I know that you're looking forward to tomorrow night, and we've got about 20 seconds. So give me two things today that you learned in less than 20 seconds. Two things I learned today. It is very humid here. 
<laughs> yeah. It's, it's really hot in the car. And another thing is that uh, the track, it's uh, it's pretty rough down. It down is here. a rough track. We'll be back with more <laughs> after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. See, I could listen to the blues all day long, uh, but uh, Nike insists that we actually do uh, the rest of the racing show. So let's go back to it. Motorsports Madness uh, here on, well, wherever you're getting us from. We are live on Performance Motorsports Network and also on Race Chaser Radio, which uh that's easy to find. Just go to the racechaseronline.com website, scroll down, you'll see the player, and just click it. We rotate our, all five of our shows uh, just on a constant rotation during the week, except when we have a live show, which this is 
this airs live, so you will hear uh, you can get this live show, and then it just goes back to our uh, playlist for the rest of the uh, the time. Um, we are talking with Joe Valento and Bryce Bizanson, two young drivers from different parts of the country. Joe from Minnesota and uh, Bryce from the state of Washington, and both are members of the Raceface Brand Development Program driver promotion and management and all of that good stuff. And Rod Wortham does a great job with the kids and um, two of his uh, drivers are here with us. And Bryce, um, I want to tell you, when I think about your situation, especially because you had so little time in the micro sprint. I mean, you went from a quarter midget, um, which for those again, listening who don't quite know, it's a quarter scale car. Um, They start at five in quarter midgets. You went from a quarter midget almost directly to the late bottle. That just had to be. I mean, you had a few races of the micro, but you didn't have necessarily the greatest equipment there either. So you were kind of fighting a couple of things when you're in in that aspect of it. But you go to the late model and you're driving for Jeff Jefferson, who's he's a, he just rocks when it comes to late models driving and setup. You get into this car and all of a sudden it's like this thing's huge and this thing's long and I'm back on pavement and I'm going way faster than I've ever gone before. What was that like for you to make that transition? Well, there are so many things that were different there. Uh, first off, the seat positioning, I'm all, I'm all the way to the left over there to yeah. where like my micro, I'm in the middle and to be honest, that threw me off for a while. The spatial judgment, right? What's around you and how close you are to the wall and whatever because you're sitting so far to the left. You have to kind of get used to that, right, and and kind of reorientate yourself to know how close you are to the outside wall. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and it's so wide and so long. It's yeah. just a whole different story there, and and also it's you got to be careful with the tires too. You can burn, if you if you race it too hard, you can burn tires like oh, perfectly yeah. good tires up in like twenty laps. Yeah, and and you're I mean, how long is the average race for you up there? Like fifty or a hundred or where? Are you running bigger races now? Um, for my series, it's usually 75 laps. Okay. So, yeah. I've, I've ran in 200 lap races before all the way down to 65. It just kind of depends on the race. There's really not much saving in a 75 lap race though. Is there especially if you got to come through the field? I mean, you just don't have that much time. Well, it depends on the surface surface of the track. If it's a, if it's kind of a rough surface, you actually do have to save. And it's all about keeping that right front kind of clean. You can't turn too hard. Can't use too much brakes. So you're going to heat up your brakes. These are all things that I didn't think about when I was running my uh, dirt car. Quarter you know? or the micro, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the quarters are just uh, gas it and go. I mean, in the lower classes, the quarter, you don't even use the brake most of the time, right? I mean, you, it's, a, it's a totally different style of driving. But um, you get into the micro, and you obviously you're on dirt, so you're sliding around. And um, those things are so fast for, you know, for their size and the surface. The horsepower to weight ratio is so high. Then you get into this late model, it's sort of like going, you know, from a, an economy car to a Cadillac. Right, you're going a lot faster, but it probably didn't necessarily feel it for a while, did it? Oh uh, yeah. Well, the first time I hit the throttle, my head did kind of kind of <laughs> hit, hit the seat. Yeah. I mean, it, it has some power to it, but it is it is pretty bulky. Like, yeah, it did take a while to get used to. It kind of felt like I was lugging something around. Yeah, but. it's just a slower steering kind of deal. You got to hustle those a little more than you, you know, you do the quarters of the the, the sprint cars. Um, what do you like to do when you're not racing? I'm not racing. Uh, one thing I love is golf. Unfortunately, they're starting to open back up in Washington, so I've been going to the range lot. I I played nine holes uh, probably about a week and a half ago, and I actually played pretty good for not playing for a while. What so. did you What did you hit for nine holes? Uh, forty two. 
See, <laughs> see, I'm 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 working on a new form of golf. It's called endurance golf. It takes me 24 hours to shoot nine holes. So I'm, you know, if you're going to go golfing with me, you better pack a lunch because it's going to take a while. Um, that's a that's a really good score, especially if you don't play all the time. Um, Joe, you both are involved, and in, in this is again through through Rod and Race Face. You got involved with. Uh, the folks at Racecraft One um, to help coach you um, with your driving, but you do it through um, sim racing and and i racing uh, as specifically. Um, what was that like for you the first couple times that you got on i racing and actually had somebody on the service in that that room with you, um, you know, working with you as a coach? And how does that uh, how has that helped you in your driving in the when you go from sim to seat? You know, I bring this up a lot. Um, they have Milwaukee Mile on the track, and that was a big, big ah. helper for me before going there because that was my second race, like we talked about earlier. So to be able to run that on iRacing, you know, they don't have the exact truck that I run, but right. you can run a regular late model or street stock or whatever you'd like, and you get the feel. Right. And I feel like that was a big benefit for me, just learning the line of the track and um, getting used to the speeds because iRacing will obviously simulate that. And uh, just just getting to know the track a little bit before I go, there was a, a big confidence booster because, like I said earlier, I was a nervous 14-year-old heading I to that big mile were. track. Um, I mean, we were moving there, but obviously iRacing, you see all the cup guys do it. They've got a crazy simulators that move and the huge screens. And, I mean, we saw that this, this winter during the whole pandemic, uh, how big iRacing really is between um, – just even us small guys, everyone's getting into it right now. It's a big thing. I yes. think iRacing is a yep. big topic, and it's not going to go away. It's here to stay. Oh, no, it's and um, I wouldn't be surprised this winter if you see another series for Cup guys or anything like like there was this winter pop yeah, up. Yeah, it was again. fun. Yeah, we had the, uh, the 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 virus and everything got shut down, and uh, ended up televising a uh, Cup series e-sport uh, cup series series uh from my racing that was that definitely was fun how about your experience uh with the folks at uh, racecraft one they do a great job don't they i mean what have that what has that done for you well i was really surprised with the results it actually helped me in my consistency the most because i did not when i got i racing i did not think it would be anything like it is like i didn't i thought you know i was thinking of like forza horizon 3 like oh just you know drive around it's it's serious like and they have all the data. They can see how much you're turning the wheel, how much you're pressing on the gas or brake. And to kind of see that feedback kind of gives me an idea of, you know, kind of how to improve my line, how to roll the corner better. It's just been a big help to me. I can imagine, especially because I feel like you have more time kind of coming up through. Your ascension has been so quick into the late model that I'm sure that that experience and, you know, even racing in some of the leagues that you have or whatever has really advanced you in terms of your approach and in the mental part of driving the car, right? Because you don't have the physical feel, obviously, but the the mental approach is the same. Yeah, it, it helped me get in the right mind a lot because, you know, I'm not getting too much seat time up there, you know. Even in my first season, there, I wasn't. I was getting a good amount of races, but at the time, the weekends I weren't racing, I was doing eye racing and kind of kept my mind fresh and really helped me in the future. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Uh, okay, so I want to talk to both of you guys about. Uh, something that we call get to know you better. So 
be prepared here, guys. We want quick, snappy answers to these questions. First of all, I want to know if you can only keep three apps on your phone, and that's it. Which three are you keeping, Bryce Bazanson? Instagram, Snapchat, and Bus Derby. Bus Derby. It's a weird game that I, I play. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I'm just too old for I don't even want to know. Uh, Joe Valento, which three are you keeping? Well, obviously the social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Okay, you're dumping Twitter. Not a Twitter fan? You know, I need to get better on Twitter. That's the one thing I'm yeah, lacking I on. Yeah, I don't. I, I've, I struggle with Twitter, too. I feel like you got to be on there all the time to really... Um, okay, if there were a sandwich named after you, what's in or on the sandwich? Turkey, cheese, and barbecue sauce. Okay. That's that's fair enough. They would like you here in the South because barbecue sauce is big on everything. How about you, Mr. Valento? I'm a meat person. I would go burger, a grilled chicken, maybe some pulled pork, <laughs> some barbecue sauce. Oh, see, I was with you till we got to the sauce. I'm a carnivore, too. So, you know, it's basically I, I don't do a lot of sauces, but you can pile all the meat. When I do pizza, it's the meat's pizza. I Everything agree. is all I the agree. meats. Yeah. Okay. Which brings me to my next question. And you already answered yours. If you're if you're eating pizza, what's on the pizza? Uh, I, I usually get meat lovers, so sausage, Canadian bacon, uh, See, all, all the meat I can get. That's that's so we're all going out for pizza after the show. That's what we're going to do. Um, so okay, so favorite driver in any form of racing? Pick one. Doesn't matter. Pick any form of racing. Who's your favorite driver that you kind of look up to? Ryan Priest. I, I actually met him about a year ago, and he's a Did really you? cool guy. He is yeah. a cool guy. Known Ryan a while. Uh, he's been around a while. How about you? Favorite driver in any form of racing? Who do you look up to? You know, I've always liked Christopher Bell. I like that he's come from the dirt side. I think many kids are coming from the dirt side. And to see his progress into the NASCAR series, whether it be in the trucks and the Xfinities and now into the Cup into the Cup series, um, I, I he's my inspiration. Well, that's uh, it's certainly a good inspiration to have. Okay, if you could run any race in the entire world in any kind of car on any track in the best equipment for that race possible, no limitations, any race, what is your biggest bucket list race that you want to hit before you end your career? Well, after watching Ford versus Ferrari, I kind of want to do the 24 Hours of Le Mans and the GT40. Oh, we've got a pretty good road race uh, sports car following on this show, and I think you just got some applause. That surprises me from you, though. Okay, how about you, Joe? You know, I have to say the All-Star Race. I think that Bristol's a really cool track, and to win an All-Star Race would be really cool. You know, it's uh, it's a... Uh... Chase had a good time. Yeah, I'm sure he did, and, you know, the extra million dollars isn't going to hurt. What did you think? Okay, we didn't go around the table, but while we're kind of just having fun with some questions, what is your opinion? Did you watch the All-Star Race last night, first of all? Uh, I watched some of it. Okay, what did you think of the Underglow, Bryce? I, I thought it was really cool. I you saw liked the, it? I saw videos of it. I kind of want it on my car now. <laughs> <laughs> Dearly Falk, make it quick. It's available at Brown & Miller. It's right down in Concord. Go get it. By the way, I want to throw Brown & Miller a plug because uh, for those guys, they worked hard to, to make all of that happen, and I know it couldn't have been because uh, it was kind of last minute. So uh, great job to the folks at Brown & Miller for, for doing that uh, for that race. How about you? What's your opinion of it, Joe? You know, I heard your talk with Jacob earlier, and I agree, I think – 
if they're going to do it again, they have to do the entire car. Yeah. And um, I think maybe, I don't know how you'd make it brighter. It's like you guys said, it wasn't like dark enough for it. Yeah. Because, I, just, I mean, when the, when they were doing their burnouts and stuff in Vegas, that was cool. That was yeah. really cool. And Underglow is a thing that everyone kind of relates to. And you know what hypes them up. But um, I think they would just have to work on it a little bit. Do you do you think that if they did it at a you know a, a different track, maybe one with more banking, maybe like Daytona or Talladega, would that be? Yeah, I think you'd you'd really want to do it at a, at a track. I think where you could show off the that part of the car a little. Yeah, bit, with right? more banking. Yeah, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. Okay, if you if you could, do you ride roller coasters? Uh, not uh, sometimes, like kind of the kid ones. I'm not a I'm not an upside down guy. I agree. You, you can't agree. nod because we we do a video, but you gotta. Okay, you're agreeing. You two see racers and roller coasters. It's funny how race car drivers never like to ride roller coasters. Why not, Joe? Oh, I don't Real know. Quick. I don't, I'm not a fan of the way my stomach feels when I go upside down. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. You're all right. I'll, I'll allow that, Bryce. I, I will throw up. I know. I haven't. I, <laughs> And I went on one. I went on one ride before, and it rocked back and forth and back and oh, forth. Oh, I can't do that. I can't and, spin. And I and I blocked out. I'll go upside down on a roller coaster all day long. The 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 higher, taller, faster, the better for me. But you know what it is with racers? They all tell me is they're not in control. It's the same reason most of them don't like to fly. They're not in control. We're going to be back with our final radio segment right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three 
world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Speaking of race face brand development racers, Jesse Love, another one. And uh, Jesse is um, doing very well this year in everything he's racing. Uh, just picked up uh, a win in the ARCA series, ARCA West series, a couple of weeks ago, and then we had him on the show. Um, just uh, another uh, rising star in the sport. Uh, we Final radio segment here. It's hard to believe that uh, we've gotten through another Motorsports Madness show. Uh, we want to remind you all that despite the fact we had a midweek all-star race, there is another race at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend for NASCAR. So make sure you tune in. should be fun. They are going to have fans there. That's always a good time. And um, we'll have a whole host of other content coming up on Race Chaser. All starts with Lee Lap on Monday nights. And then, uh, of course, we've got Inside Pass Coming up on Tuesday with Randy Miller and myself, we've got uh, the two podcasts that we do inside Groove, Super Modified Podcast and the Mainly Modifieds Podcast, where we talk about NASCAR-style modifieds uh, for an hour or so with Kyle Souza, um, who is one of the uh, New England kind of gurus that follows that division. We always have a good time on that show. All of it's available along with this show uh, on demand. Just uh, search Race Chaser Radio, three separate words, on your favorite podcast platform uh and uh feel free to just enjoy uh the programming give us a follow or subscribe whatever the uh, platform calls for so you'll always know when the next show is available want to take a moment before we uh, head off the air here to thank mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life check them out thanks to strutmasters.com the suspension experts as well um and of course victorycustomtrailers.com go check them out see you later You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. It is overtime here, and we've got... Uh, a couple of young young drivers in the studio with us who uh, just love going fast, and they both do it very well. Um, I'm going to 
kind of bounce back and forth between the two of them here. Uh, Joe Valento, what was the your favorite? I mean, I almost feel like I might know the answer, but you might surprise me. What was your favorite racetrack that you went to, that you've been to so far with the truck? Oh, hmm. You know, it's a real toss-up between the mile and Hawkeye Downs. Well, and Madison, oh, well. too. Gosh. I've been to Hawkeye. Hawkeye's a nice, I like, that's a cool, I like Hawkeye. very was, racy track. Yeah, it was a racy track. And, you know, that's a track, half a mile, that's the one track that I really felt like you could feel, like, the speed you were going. Like, it really felt like you were going fast on yeah, that track. You know, like, some tracks feel like, like, even the mile, it feels slow because it's a long straightaway. Some yep. tracks are just, you just don't feel like you're going that fast. That track, it feels like you're moving. The last time I went to Hawkeye Downs, Landon Castle and Michael Annette were both still racing there. That's how long ago it was. Um, and now they're both in uh, NASCAR and doing very, very well. Okay, Bryce, how about you? Uh, Tucson Speedway. Uh, Tell us about it. Uh, well, one of my favorite things about there is when I raced there a few months ago, I mean, there, there are times that you're going four wide. Like, it's a really wide racetrack. There's three grooves that you can run. You know, you can run the bottom, middle, or top. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a little worn out, but it just gives it character. Like, it's... Uh, I, I that was my second ever top five finish there. We we had a great car there. Shout out to Jeff Jefferson for giving me an awesome car. But I mean, it, it was just a really fun track to race at. Okay, we got to make sure before we get out of here. I want to give you an opportunity to uh, talk about who helps you make it happen. We gave Joe the opportunity earlier, so who helps you make it happen? Uh, well, first off, I want to thank Jefferson Racing for just being a great team. They've taught me more than I could ever thought that there was to know about racing. Uh, also, I want to. Uh, just uh, thank my awesome partnership with the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation. Uh, really, uh, really priceless moments with them. And uh, also, uh, I want to thank CrowdStrike Racing for our partnership, too. It's been great with them. Okay. And um, let's talk to you a little bit about um, what advice you would give. And then I'm going to give Joe the same opportunity. Having kind of gotten to this point in your career where you're now in at least uh, a stock car type of vehicle, what advice would you give to the younger drivers who are still in quarter midgets about how to get from quarter midgets to where you are? Well, first off, you need to start start building your social media platform. That's very important. Uh, I, I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect, but I'm improving every day and uh, starting to become a habit. And second off, you just got to you, – you always got to be there with your team. You, you should be unloading and loading the car because, you know, that really just gives everyone who is helping you – get to where you want to go it gives them enthusiasm they see you kind of working hard on the car and it makes them want to work even harder because you know in super late models even like you you got to be there helping them unload the car because that just shows them that you know you want to yep you want to help great answer okay joe how about you uh, I have to kind of agree with them. It's it's all marketing these days. It's all on how you market. It, if you want to go big, it's all on how you market yourself. And social media, obviously, is a big aspect in that. And being able to talk well. And just take it day by day. You know, if you're in quarter midgets and you're a young, up-and-coming kid, just take it day by day. Have fun with it. You know, it. Uh, once you start moving up to the bigger cars, it gets more and more serious. Uh, still a heck of a lot of fun, but it just gets more and more serious. And um, obviously, the quarter midgets and stuff like that is a little bit less pressure. It's a lot more fun. So just, you know, have fun with it. And um, as you're moving up, just it's uh, it's just another step. It's it's no big deal. <laughs> you say that as if it's that easy. Um, but you know what? You guys are right. You both gave great advice. Um, and I'm just 
going to throw in my two cents here to tell you both that because you just said it gets more serious. Uh, and you're right, it does. The higher that you climb, obviously, and that's true in any situation in life, the higher you climb, the more pressure there is to perform and all of that. But you know what? You got to remember to relax and enjoy the journey, too, because if you get so caught up in the the pressure and the negative aspects of it, um, it can get to you and it can shake your confidence. And so it's really, really important, I think, for the two of you just to remember to to enjoy where you're at and enjoy every step of the way and learn as much as you can. And I know you have, Bryce. Uh, you've come a long way, both of you, really. Um, it's a true credit to the two of you, to your families and, and those who have been a part of, you know, your uh, kind of sphere of influence over uh, the last number of years that you guys are, are quality individuals. Um, tell our audience where they can follow you on social media, Bryce. Um, Facebook uh, and Instagram, it's Bryce Bazanson Racing. And also I have a website called BryceBazansonRacing.com where you can check out my schedule. Uh, B-R-Y-C-E for the folks uh, wondering. Bryce Bazanson, B-E-Z-A-N-S-O-N. And uh, make sure you check him out. Uh, how about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Joe Valento Racing. And then you can check me out on my website at JoeValentoRacing.com. Now, what is your favorite social media, Bryce? My favorite social media is probably uh, Facebook. It just comes pretty easy to me. Even Instagram still is kind of... Uh, I find it actually a little bit harder to post there. So Facebook really? is my favorite. Yeah. It's just pictures, man. Throw out pictures. People want to see what you're <laughs> doing. Um, you know, it's it's hard for somebody like me because when you own the business and you're trying to do, it's hard to take time to do all that. But um, it's just pictures, man. Um, and show us what's going on with you uh, during a typical day. That's what we like. We want to live your life through you kind of. Um, and that's that's really what it's all about. And entertain us more than anything. You know, put up good stuff. Um, your favorite social media, Joe? You know, I'm actually the opposite. I started with Instagram and that is you the one are, I prefer. You are good at the Instagram. You're good at all of it, but you're good at Instagram. Thank you. You do a good job with that. Um, you know, and, and it's, it is difficult because, you, and then you guys kind of grew up with that stuff. So I think it's more kind of intuitive, but I also think that your, your, your personality matters. And I would, I, I would say, I venture a guess, and I don't know if you'd argue with me about this, Bryce, that, that you're probably not quite as outgoing naturally as maybe Joe is or someone else is, right? You're, you're kind of more introverted a bit. Yeah, that's correct. I'm. Uh, I sometimes take a while to warm up to people. <laughs> so, how do you how does how do you kind of get past that to do the social media stuff? Oh well, it, it's it's hard. It was a big change for me because I even before this racing, I really didn't post anything on social media. I just used it, and I'm I'm still working on it. You know, I I, I still struggle in a lot of places, but I'm trying to take it step by step, and I'm slowly improving on it even captions for me are kind of hard to think of but yeah i mean sometimes you're just like oh what do i say here don't but, overthink it just do it yeah you know kind of thing it's just like put it out there how about you joe um you know I, I, it was definitely a, a change for me um it's uh you know, it was like Bryce said, you know, at first it was a little bit of a struggle, um, and then it, you learn, you know, how to post, different things to post. You know, it's like you said, you come up with the different things um, that you, 
just daily stuff, just daily fun stuff. And that's what it's all about, just posting interesting stuff that people like. Yeah, it is fun, and of course, you guys. I'm, uh, I'll I'll do I'll do this, Rod. Hang on, I got you. Uh, the, one of the things that's great about Race Face is is that you guys, as a concept, you've developed the idea of a social media pit crew, just like you have a pit crew for your race car. You have a pit crew for social media. Uh, Bryce, what does your social media pit crew do for you? My social media pit crew, uh, they help like my posts and stuff. They help and they help spread it and. Yeah. It's, this is a really good idea that that Ron had to do. It really is, actually. And and uh, Joe, I'm sure you've probably found the same. Is is it actually? They share the post. They they comment on the post. I mean, it's it's almost the assist to get the views up and and you know really get more attention to your post, right? They they help you spread the spread the good word. Yep, that's what it's all about: is sharing, liking, and just getting yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, if, if so, listen, if you're a driver out there and you're looking for an organization um, that might be able to help you a little bit, I highly recommend Race Face Brand Development, and not just because Rod's in the room with me. Um, I've been working with Rod on it for a while, and, and uh, it's it's just fun. And, and the, you're going to meet a lot of great kids and great families, um, and it'll teach you more than you ever thought you had to know about, especially the off-track part of it, because I'm telling you, you got to work at it every doggone day. Um, you know, you can't let up because you, you're you're fighting, especially if you don't naturally have the dollars to get where you want to go and you're trying to attract it. That's how you do it. It's it's a combination of wins on the track, but you have got to be on your off-track game, too. 50,000 of these two kids uh, out there are more trying to do the exact same thing that Joe and Bryce are doing. And uh, one more time, Bryce, uh, quick, your sponsors, anybody you want to thank. Uh, I want to thank the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation for just being a great partnership with me. And I also want to thank uh, CrowdStrike for our partnership, too. Okay, and Joe, real quick, you got about 10 seconds. Ardent Mills, Nitro Lubricant, Snap Auto Parts, the Race Face Brand Development, and then the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation. And that's how you do it right there. Joe Valento, Bryce Bazanson, Kelly Byers, thanks for being on. More Madness next week. Until then, see ya.